Welcome to The Struggle is Real, a podcast by Family Bridges for modern parenting. Check out this week's episode. Okay, so you know how we're bookkeepers? Yeah. So some boring stuff to prepare you. If we text you a pineapple, call this number. Have you ever dialed internationally? Valentine wrote Valentine's, now so do you, now so do I. I don't need to tell you how your mom needs some sweet words this winter. How about this one? Roses are red, violets are blue. Next. What, this is too classic? I'd say cliche. The Struggle is Real podcast starts in three, two, one. All right, so it looks like we're going to have a song today. I don't know if we're going to be singing, we're going to have a concert, or what's going on. Hey, everyone, welcome to The Struggle is Real. I'm Veronica Avila, and joining me as always is... Omar Ramos, and filling in for our resident expert, Dr. Alicia Leos, is Dr. James Hamelwan. He's a clinical psychologist, researcher, and tech expert at Family Bridges. Welcome back, Dr. Hamelwan. Thank you, guys. It's great to be here, and I'm looking forward to being here and sharing with the conversation today. All right. Awesome. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling loving the air. Ooh la la. Uh-huh. And that's because we have a special episode for couples. It's called Date Night. Now we're inviting couples to carve time out of their busy schedule to get romantic or adventurous and spend time with their spouse. Because you know what? That matters to their kids as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So to tell us why it's important to set date nights with our partner, we've invited Tim Popatic, president of the Relationship Enrichment Collaborative and producer of the National Date Night Movement. He's been married to his wife, Beth, for 24 years and together have four boys. Tim, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Hey, glad to be here. Exciting topics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? He's in South Florida getting ready for a date night with his wife as well, right? <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> now, question for everyone. When was the last time you went out on a date? Ooh. Well, actually, it's, uh, <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about the last time we went on the date, but I do have one planned for tonight, which has been about a month in the planning. So Ooh. taking my wife out to the planetarium for the night out. Well, to answer your question, um, it's been over a year, so I kind of forgot what that is. I'm, I'm kind of a little rusty right now, and I need to, like, uh, dust myself a little bit. It was a great experience last time I went on a date. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that relationship did not continue, but I'm looking forward to uh, future dates for sure. I haven't been on a date either, so (laughs) hopefully uh, this year we can get one in. So there you go. Tim, what are you planning for your date night? Wow. Well, we've got all kinds of stuff going on, but I'm uh, about to take my wife to New York City for a little getaway here uh, in two days. So we're excited about that. Ooh, very nice. The research has shown that date nights actually help couples. Now, everybody listen up. I want to share some quick facts with you guys. A recent study by the National Marriage Project called the Date Night Opportunity found that couples who had couples time weekly were more likely to have higher quality relationships and lower divorce rates than those who didn't. Also, I'd like to add that weekly date nights increase communication about important things and remove everyday distractions. Mm -hmm. That's amazing information. It makes sense. You wouldn't think that a date can really have an important effect in your relationship, but research shows that it does. And I'm sure that if the couple is happy, the kids will be happy as well. And you know, I think that's one of the things that in the past, I've kind of dropped the ball in my personal life, Mm -hmm. I'm speaking for myself, especially in the relationships that I've had. My partners have always said, hey, when are you going to have time for me? When are you going to like hang out with me? I know that you're so devoted to your career and you're doing this and you're doing that, but sometimes you it seems like you forget about me. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of generated a problem in my relationships that maybe that's what kind of made everything go south. 
at times. So I think I'm going to learn a lot today here of mm-hmm. how I should manage my dates or I, how I should manage my relationship to create dates to maybe fortify my sentimental life for sure. That's important. I know that Dr. Alicia has always told us it's important that we are self-aware, that we have that self-awareness of what we're doing. I know that in my case as well, I think I've paid a lot of attention to the kids and then kind of not to the couple times. So I'm also looking forward to learn some new things today. Why don't we go into our first sketch? This is Phone Numbers on the Fridge. Good night, Paige. Sweet dreams. Mommy and Daddy love you. Will you sing me a song before I go to bed? Of course we will, sweetie. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you are. Up above the world so high. Like a diamond in the sky. It's amazing watching parent magic. Shh. So sorry, Mrs. P. You know, we remember when you were that little. Time flies. Speaking of, honey, it's almost eight. All right. Let's ride. I'll prep the vehicle. Franco, you start explaining the bookkeeper stuff. We always think we're the only ones that can handle everything in our house. Not tonight. You got it, hon. Okay. So you know how we're bookkeepers? Yeah. So some boring stuff to prepare you. If we text you a pineapple, call this number. Have you ever dialed internationally? Um, yes. It's a bookkeeper friend of ours. Only let it ring three times. Hang up. Wait, what? This looks like the cockpit of a spaceship. It's really just a big bookkeeper calculator. But if it starts to smell like lemons in here, the red button will fix things. Do not press the green button. What does the green button do? You won't have to worry about that since it's a leap year. By the way, anything in the pantry is yours. Otherwise, I gotta buy a new belt. I think I want to be a bookkeeper when I grow up. No, it's really boring. If you've explained the buttons and smells in the pineapple, I could use some help getting stuff in the van. Oh, and Ashley, you should really try some of the cookies on the kitchen counter. My mom made them. Ashley, can you give us a hand with this box of rainbow umbrellas? Why do you have so many rainbow umbrellas? Are they beeping? Bookkeeper stuff. They're bookkeeper beeps. Wow, I can't believe all the cool stuff that bookkeepers get. Okay, that's everything, right? Did we bring the scuba gear? Scuba gear? In case we have to, uh, meet a client. Hey, guys! What? What is it? What, huh? Remember what day it is. Don't forget to have some romance. She's right, honey. (laughs) We do get so mixed up in our work stuff. Go out there and have some fun, you crazy kids. I'll make sure Paige stays safe. Ashley, you're the best. Thanks so much, and call us if there's any trouble. I hope you're the ones that get into trouble. What are you doing, dinner and a movie? Yes. All right, I hope you come home late. Happy Valentine's Day. Okay, so that was quite a different couple, right? It seemed, I don't know, it kind of reminded me of Spy Kids, the movie, right? They're going on a special mission or something, a little weird. But they managed to go on a date. Mm -hmm. Now, Dr. Hamawan, how important is it to really disconnect from the world, to reconnect with one another as a couple? 
I think that is it's very critical. Um, the foundation of your marriage, the foundation of your kids' experience growing up is going to be your marriage relationship. And if you don't take the time out of your day to nurture that, to, to put time into it, there's not going to be a whole lot of value there for them to get from it. Now, how does that affect the kids? In several ways. Having a strong marriage and, and committing to a date night shows that you value your partner and it shows the kids that that relationship is important to you, that they are not always the center of the universe, which is a good lesson for kids to learn. Mm-hmm. It helps you and your partner to stay on the same team. If you're working together, if you're talking about what's going on in your lives, you're not living, you're in your world, she's or he is in his world, you can get back together, be on the same page, talk about what's going on with the kids and work together more effectively when you communicate. It also provides a model for your kids growing up so that they're going to know if I grow up and I get married, I should spend time with my partner. I should really be invoted, invested and devoted to that relationship. Wow, that's a really, really important point that you touched there. Some of us do what we saw with our parents. Mm-hmm. Now you realize mm-hmm. that, right? So how important it is for us to also model that for our kids. Wow, mm-hmm. that's a great lesson. Thank you, doctor. All right. So Franco and Georgina have a reliable babysitter. In many situations, many parents may not have that option. What can you say to them? Yeah, you know, I think the most important thing is that you're intentional with your time. There are definitely times and seasons in life when, for whatever reason, we can't afford a babysitter, we can't create the resource you know, required to get out by ourselves. It's perfectly fine to have a date night inside of your own home. Mm-hmm. You know, so what we encourage couples to do is put the kids to bed, put them to bed early. Learn to honor and respect the time that you have and uh, have a nice, fun little date night for yourself inside your own house. Keep the TV off. Maybe spend some time developing some great conversations that you mm-hmm. can have ongoing. You know, just rediscover why you fell in love in the very first place. It could even involve food. You don't have to eat with your kids that particular night. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe you want to just uh, make it into more of a dessert and coffee. It's just a great opportunity for you to carve out some intentional time, even inside the context of your own home. Wow. You mentioned something really important. We talk about this when we mention spending quality time with your kids, spending quality time with the family. But this time, spending quality time with your couple, being intentional, making that hour or two hour space that you have really, really about you guys as a couple. Now, Dr. James, this can be inexpensive if you stay home. Now, how can parents initiate the date habit and keep it? Because it may be weird if they haven't had a date in a long time. They may not even know what to talk about. But how can they start that habit and keep it? Mm -hmm. I think it's very important, especially if you haven't been going on dates for a long time, to make Mm -hmm. it a very intentional choice. That you talk about it ahead of time, you you make a plan together, you put it on your calendar, you turn off your social media, you agree you're not going to get any cell phone calls, whatever you need to do to set that time aside, and that you're on the same page with it. You need to be, you need to plan, like almost over plan for it at first, because otherwise you'll tend to drop it and, and forget that you needed to do it. I love that. You know what? You're saying that. And I'm just thinking you're also creating that emotion. Mm-hmm. Like when you start dating someone, you get like really excited about the date or whatever. Yes. So how cool it would be if you can spark up that that emotion again. That anticipation. And just, that mm-hmm. anticipation. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just looking forward to, to a great date night. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Great advice. So let's uh, roll into our second scenario, which is actually a song. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Hmm. Take a close listen to Mm -hmm. Valentine's Valentine. Recording. One, two, three, four. Ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ho. Here we go. 
A Christian was in prison by the name of Valentine. There he started a tradition once upon a time. He'd married people secretly, he loved love. Made the king so angry, the police rounded him up. He'd pass notes between the bars of his gray prison cell. Little notes filled with charm, he must have wrote them well. Valentine wrote Valentines, now so do you, now so do I. Valentine wrote Valentines, now so do you, now so do I. But that's an arc little corner of the world. What about other world corners? In England, it's an old tradition that women put five bay leaves on their pillow. One at the corners and one in the center. It helps them dream sweet dreams of their husbands in the future. Imagine that. <laughs> Dreaming of your husband. Or in China, they look at the stars and wish the stars could touch. But it's light pollution, I don't know if they actually see much. Cause if you ever tried to see the stars in the city, it's hard. But here's something else a little interesting. Valentine's is not always on February 14th. In Brazil, it's actually on June 12th. But here's that, everyone agrees. Everyone agrees, love is good for your health. Valentine wrote Valentines, now so do you, now so do I. Valentine wrote Valentines, now so do you, now so do I. So when you're feeling romantic and haven't really shown it, on Valentine's it's worth a try You don't always buy roses But they deserve it And they know it On Valentine's it's worth a try Well what about chocolate? How about pick up a couple of boxes? On Valentine's it's worth a try How about bed and breakfast? Or breakfast in bed, you know, eggs. Valentine's is worth a Valentine. Wrote Valentine's, now so do you, now so do I. Valentine wrote Valentine's, now so do you, now so do I. Once upon a time. Okay, we're back. That was a masterpiece. <laughs> Valentine. I hope you trade. <laughs> you got to put a trademark on that song for sure. <laughs> it's that is the next hit, man. <laughs> so we heard the story of Valentine's Day and a couple of tips to make Valentine's Day very special, memorable. Mm -hmm. What's been the and this question is going out to everyone. What's been the most memorable Valentine's gift you've ever given or received? Vero, I'm going to ask you first. Ooh. Ah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be the mom, right? Oh, goodness. 15 years ago, I still had a Valentine. My goodness. Then what? after that, it was my daughter's birthday. <laughs> the best <laughs> Valentine's gift I got 14 years ago was my daughter. She was born on Valentine's. And that's why she's called Valentina? You know what? People think that. But no, I already had her, her name picked out, Valentina, oh. but I guess it, that was going to be her name. But after that, 
I don't think I got anything else that was super wow because it was always splitting up that holiday with my daughter and mm-hmm. being the mom that I am. Well, my kids come first. But I remember my mom one time uh, when I was in high school, I did not have a boyfriend. I wasn't really a big girlfriend, a boyfriend type, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, both my sister and I, mm-hmm. we were really sad because we didn't have a Valentine. And everybody had a Valentine <laughs> and they got, you know, the candy, whatever. And when we got home, my mom had a balloon. It was one balloon. One balloon and one white rose. And she was like, you're very special to me. That was memorable because very cool. I didn't have to have that the, the romantic uh, side of it. How about you guys? Dr. Hummelon. Sure. Yeah, several years ago, uh, I actually got my wife uh, a nice set of bedroom apparel. And uh, before you get the wrong idea, uh, this is the <laughs> softest and fleeciest set of pajamas. It covers her from wrist to ankle because I know several things about my wife. I know that she really luxuriates in sleeping when she can. I know uh-huh. cool. that she tends to get cold and she likes to be warm. Mm-hmm. And I know that uh, you know she likes soft things. And I know that she's more modest than not. And so with this gift, I was able to demonstrate not just I care about you and I love you, but I also know about you as a person. And these are things I know about you that say that you're going to like this gift. And that is still, to this day, one of her favorite sets of pajamas to wear. So. Awesome. That's really <laughs> special. You, Omar? Well, just to uh, summarize it up here uh, quickly before we uh, pass over to Tim, I think I've always been a very thoughtful person. Mm-hmm. I always investigate what the other person likes. And I think I pulled out this horseback riding experience mm-hmm. at a ranch in Indiana. And she was just like, wow, floored. Like, really? Like, you know how much I love horses? Even though I almost got bucked off a horse, but... Uh, <laughs> Hey, it's the thought that counts. Hey, I had the little hearts in my eyes, man. And, you know, but she, even though we don't date anymore, uh, she still always brings that up all the time. But that was like the sweetest thing anybody ever did for her on Valentine's Day. So Very thoughtful. Yeah. Very nice. Tim, how about you? Not too bad. Well, you know, it's funny because you learn the rhythms and patterns of holidays, especially in relationships. And a Valentine's Day, even though it's like this great, great opportunity to really express love in our relationship, my spouse is really not into Hallmark holidays, Mm -hmm. right? She's kind of resistant to them. And so every time that we've really tried to amp this, this particular holiday up, it's almost as if it, you know, it has a negative effect. So what I decided to do was go practical this year. So I, I got just a simple little card and I know she loves coffee in the morning. And so I just purchased the coffee the day before, had it in the refrigerator waiting for her with a card and a little, just a tiny little thing of chocolates. And when she opened up the refrigerator, it was just that thoughtful gesture of still something practical, but something that I would normally get her coffee every day. And since I was gone, I had thought enough to pre-purchase one so that it was ready to go for her in the morning. It was sweet gesture for her and I think she was moved by it so that's just like another way like if you're trying to create a workaround it doesn't have to be expensive it could even be something that you normally do but just uh, add a little bit of thought to what you're doing like Omar did with the uh, horseback riding so Mm. being intentional you know in in each of these moments so in in my little card that I wrote her I just said I know you don't care for this holiday but I'm looking for the opportunity to just let you know how much I love you and you know just something simple like that yeah just (laughs) Thing. Beautiful, beautiful, very thoughtful. Now, doctor, how important is it to keep 
novelty in a relationship? It is a pretty important thing. I mean, it's not, relationships are not guaranteed to die if there's never anything fresh and exciting. I mean, some people really thrive on, on the stable and, and mm-hmm. the certain. But mm-hmm. for most people, we, we are, tend to be wired to be excited by new things. We're really invested in, and, and invigorated. If you remember when you were first dating, that sense of anticipation mm-hmm. you would get when you had been away from your partner for two whole hours and now you're going to see them again. And that's for anything. You know, you get a new car, you're, you're reading a new book, you're playing a new video game. You know, that new, that fresh, that exciting, our brains are just built to be into that. What happens with the relationship over time, it, it's kind of like a garden. When it's fresh and it's it's first planting, first soil, you get beautiful flowers, everything comes up great. But if you don't keep putting fertilizer in the garden, it slowly starts getting more and more and more small plants, less mm-hmm. production. Uh, you might get more a few weeds in there that need attention. So you need to take the time to really keep things going. And, and date nights are a great way to kind of add that fertilizer and keep that freshness in the relationship. Good stuff. I want to circle back to Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, most people go all out on Valentine's Day. How important is it or is it important to keep that spark going throughout the whole year? Yeah, I mean, I think the I think the catch is having regular touch points where you are being intentional in your lives. You know, one of the things that we challenge couples to do once a year is to do five dates in five weeks mm-hmm. and to, you know, really sort of practice the habit of dating and to get into that habit where it becomes very regular. It's interesting when you can challenge couples to do that at first seems like an overwhelming thing. Well, once they create that habit, it becomes pretty regular. And before you know it, you could find yourself going on a date to the grocery store every week, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're just spending time together doing something and, and you begin to look forward to it. And so it's just, it's just again, uh, taking some of the ordinary things that you might do and contextualizing them into a date night and just becomes more fun. Conversations too. You know, I'm sure even therapists, when uh, they give a homework assignment, mm-hmm. how couples probably go, oh, we got to go do homework. But rather mm-hmm. than give a homework assignment, maybe the homework assignment is I want you guys to go out on a date and I want you to discuss these three things. And here's your three questions on your date. And it just becomes more of a fun way to approach digging deeper in each other's lives and you know creating moments that will last. And, uh, and I think that's just a fun, again, a fun way to mm-hmm. reframe something that might seem hard or more of a task. Now, you've been doing a lot of events all over the nation, these date night events where you're encouraging couples to go on, on date nights. What's been the difference or have you seen a difference between couples, the before and the after going out on dates? What has that been like? Yeah, there's, again, a lot of couples will ask inside of the context of our shows, how many of you it's been over a year since your last date? And there's a lot of hands that will go up. We do is we'll challenge couples again, to have more commitment to being intentional in that relationship. And what we find over and over again, especially in our comedy set, is when you introduce a little bit of fun and laughter, especially when we're talking about things that there might be a lot of couples nudging each other throughout our show because Mm -hmm. they're recognizing themselves in the story. The comedy of relationships is really, that's really what it is. Relationships are filled with all kinds of laughter and figuring things out. You know, one of the things that, that we talk about quite extensively in our uh, in our comedy set is this idea of having a callback. And in comedy, you know, a good callback is a joke that went really, really well, and you bring it back at a different time in the set, and it immediately reminds you of something. And so we'll ask couples all the time, you know, if you're in the, 
the process of, you know, a real big battle. Maybe you've got some ongoing fight or something that's going on in your relationship. We challenge couples, why don't you come up with a good callback, you know, for the way that you resolved it? And a lot of times couples will do this, you know, and they'll resolve, you know, some kind of a, a situation. And it, when they find themselves in the middle of a tense moment again, mm-hmm. somebody will drop that line, that callback. Mm-hmm. And it's just a reminder to kind of bring them back to the point that, yeah, we actually do love each other. And yeah, we're committed to seeing this relationship through. It's going to be okay. That's awesome and important, important as well. Well, let's go into our next sketch, our, our last sketch. This is called When Your Heart Gets Carded. Hmm. Okay, tell me, does this card sound like your mom? You keep my heart full of love, laughter, and light. Ugh, can we go? I mean, it's kind of a skimpy card. There's more to mom than that. Yeah, I think so too. Heart full of love can mean a million things. It's great. Now can we go? This is lame. I believe dad's point is to try and put words to what love actually means. Well, I don't need to tell you how your mom needs some sweet words this winter. How about this one? Roses are red. Violets are blue. Next. What, this is too classic? I'd say cliche. Not to mention, sometimes roses are, like, white or yellow. Yeah, and aren't violets supposed to be, like, violet? Greta, are you participating now? No, I'm just speeding things along. Next card. How about this one? And stop doing that thing where you read it all annoying. Happy Valentine's Day to my wife. Is that it? That must be for people who don't really like their wives. Yeah, they just like Valentine's Day. Okay, this one's pretty wordy. To my darling, every day with you is a treat, which makes for great weeks, and here's to many more years. Aww. I mean, that's cute. Rhyming, great. It's like a song, let's buy it. Again, it's sort of unspecific. I mean, your mom isn't just anybody, she's your mom. Yeah, but we write her name at the top, she'll know it's for her. Are there any cars with monster trucks? I mean, this is mom we're talking about. No, and there's no cards about architecture either. Oh, here's a card that's just a forest in winter. That's so your mom. Yeah, I know. We got the snowshoes to prove it. It's blank on the inside. Well, maybe that's perfect. Yeah, we can write whatever we want. Do either of you have a pen? Don't look at me. My notebook and pens are back at home at my writing desk. I have a pen. Greta, are you participating? I'm speeding things along. Look who finally wants to help out. Cut it out with that voice. Darling. Don't you have a cuter name for mom? One that's more personal? No, we don't really have nicknames. Seems like the right time to make one up. Momster. I mean, she likes monster trucks. She's our mom. All right. Momster. When our clock radio wakes us up in the morning, it's always tuned to the news. But the best news is always that we have you. You can arc a bet. We'll have a good day together. (laughs) Nice, Greta. Participating. Don't be cute. You make our hearts as rosy red as your hair. Uh, Is that weird for a son to say? No, I don't think so. No. Uh, What else does mom love? Jazz. Jazz. And you sure are one jazzy cat. Meow. Meow. <laughs> I love it. She's going to love this, you guys. Thanks for all the help. I can't wait to see the look on Mom's face. All right. Can I have my pen back? Well, we got to sign it. Sincerely, your Valentine's. I got to admit, I'm kind of excited to give this to her. Yeah, Dad. Momster's going to love it. Ah, uh, 
Now that was more of a seasoned couple. We saw Luke, who's trying to find the perfect car for his wife. And then he had the help of his two teen kids. We found Greta, who at first was not too interested, and then Jack, who was a total romantic. Now at the end, they find a blank card that they customize for their mom. Now it's definitely the little things that count for many of us or that make a, a difference, Doctor, isn't it? Yeah, I think this is a great example of that showing that you know the person. I think that's mm-hmm. exactly what they were looking through the entire skit is trying to find a way to demonstrate that mom's different, mom's special, mom's unique. And we know what is special and unique about mom. And and not only do we love her, but we know her. And that is such an important thing to communicate. Tim, in your professional experience, how often do you think you should tell your spouse how you feel about them and at what time? Yeah, I mean, I think as often as you can, being truthfully and, you know, honest with them and giving, filling up their love tank. There's different ways of doing that, but I think spoken word, written word are great to do that with. And I think another thing that that goes the distance is when you can do it publicly. And a great way to do this would be to express your love openly in front of, you know, all of your kids, all of your family. I heard a, a, a story just this past week of another pastor who was talking about how he would send his wife flowers. And this year he decided to send her flowers, but he had them delivered to a restaurant where she was with a bunch of her girlfriends having Aww. lunch. And when the flowers came in, they kind of made their way all the way over to that table. And, uh, you know, just a sweet little card just said, I'm thinking about you today. I love you. Nice. That's a great way to really reinforce, you know, the uniqueness of that relationship, but to proclaim your love to that person. So I think there's the private and I think there's the public. Both are important and both go a long way. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, I know we don't have a lot of time to discuss this, Doctor, but I know there's the book written by Dr. Gary Chapman, The Five Love Languages, where he talks about the different love languages of people. How important is it that you take the time to learn what makes your partner's heart smile and thrive? I think that's critical. That, again, is that coming to know and demonstrate your knowledge. Let them feel like I'm really understood. You really get me. It's very important with these love languages. If you don't really be intentional about it, you're going to tend to treat your partner the way you want to be treated, which is great. Mm -hmm. You You know it feels good for you, but if your partner understands that a completely different way than the way you're trying to communicate, you know, if, if you're always giving them presents and they want to go out and do a things, yes. then they're like, why are you piling all this stuff up in the house? It's just taking up space. It's clutter. I want to get out and go. You, know, <laughs> you got to treat them the way they want to be treated and show that, you know, yeah, you're different than me. And I want to be for you what you need. Love it. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Insightful information. That book by Dr. Gary Chapman. I just bought it, by the way. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great conversation, everyone. Thanks for sharing your experience and tips. Tim, I would love to know where we can learn more about you and the date nights that you put together. Yeah. Well, you know, a fun way to participate, you could go to datenightcomedytour.com and hear more about uh, what's happening across the country with date nights and maybe come see us live. But there's another opportunity, too, for each listener. If you wanted to take the five-date challenge, Mm five-dates, five-week challenge, you could simply do it by using text code DATENIGHT. If you just text the word DATENIGHT, all one word, DATENIGHT, 
D-A-T-E-N-I-G-H-T, to the number 21,000. So date night to the number 21,000, and you'll get for free the five dates and five weeks challenge. And it's just a lot of fun. You can also get a bunch of our content and uh, participate wherever you are. So that would be another fun way to have a date night even inside of your home. Maybe watch a, a simple little video together and then have a great discussion. A lot of great stuff. Just a couple ways to connect with us. Cool. Thank you for that. Now, Dr. Hamawan, what tips can you offer parents for keeping it real when it comes to dating each other? First, plan ahead. It's very important to be very intentional about this. The date that my wife and I were going on tonight, we started planning that six weeks ago to make sure we had babysitter lined up and everything planned. We had the tickets. Plan ahead. Even if you're just going to do a date night in the house, make sure you have that on your calendar. You have it mm-hmm. scheduled. Set the time aside and be very intentional. Second point, make it a priority. If you don't make this important, no one else is going to make it important for you. If you don't say, this is something that we need to do, there's a million and one other priorities that you have, especially if you're parents, and yes. that they're going to take all your time. So you need to make this the number one priority for the time you block it for. And then last, I think we said earlier, and I really like this phrase, disconnect to reconnect. If you're going out on a date night, leave your cell phone at home. If you can't leave it at home, at least put it on mute. Take off the smartwatch. Don't let anything get in your way. You're spending time with your partner, not the rest of the world. Let the kids go with the babysitter. Let everything else handle itself. And you take that hour and you're just spending it with your partner. Love it. Thank you. Run him down. Take the time to love your partner. That wraps up today's episode of The Struggle is Real. Supporting resources are available at FamilyBridgesUSA.org. Or you can also follow us on social media with the hashtag The Struggle is Real or simply hashtag TSIR for more information. Thank you for tuning in. We're Veronica Avila. And on this side, Omar Ramos. Till next time. This was The Struggle is Real by Family Bridges. For more ideas on parenting, get your copy of The Struggle is Real by Drs. Paul Meyer and Alicia Laos on FamilyBridgesUSA.com. 